the icons of real estate podcast. Are you ready to learn the proven money-making secrets from top producing icon agents? Ready to skyrocket your business? This podcast is for you. Tune in every week and find out how to implement proven strategies to 10 times your business from $3 million to $30 million in just 12 months. Brought to you by the Masters in Real Estate Marketing, Arter SEO. Welcome to the Icons of Real Estate. I'm Tim Calloway. We have a very special guest for you. Our guest began investing in real estate in 2012 with single family development projects. And in 2019, he transitioned into multifamily space. He also hosts his own meetups and has his own podcast, the Small Axe Podcast. Welcome to the show. Nico, how are you? Nico Salgado. Tim, what's up, man? I'm doing great. How are you? And I'm fantastic. Couldn't be any better now that you're here. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Welcome. Well, let's have some fun. Why don't we uh, just start at the beginning and, and tell me how you got started and how you moved into uh, you know syndication and, and, and what you're doing now. Awesome, man. Yeah, I can't wait to, to uh, share my story and hopefully people can find some value in it. So 100%. I don't know where to start exactly, but maybe back in, I, I guess, college. I went to school for business, okay. marketing, management with a minor in economics, and I left the, uh, my business school and I got a job in sales. I just did not like it. I was actually going door to door selling like meat and frozen goods and refrigerators. If, okay. if, if I sold the fridge, it would be a jackpot. I just did not like it. It didn't really fit yeah. my personality. I ended up traveling that same year, kind of like, you know, to reinvent myself and just kind of like interest, become introspective and think about what I really wanted to do. Yeah. I spent a few months in Hawaii. I'm a big surfer, by the way. And nice. I spent, yeah, then I spent a few months in Spain with my family. My, fa- my uh, father was born and raised in Spain. And I fell in love or re- re- found a reconnection with the, uh, you know, the Spanish culture and language. And, and I ended up deciding that I wanted to go back to school to be a teacher, which would give me flexibility to travel the world and surf and, and also share the culture of the Spanish language. So I went to school. Uh, and right away, got a job as a teacher. I, I got a, Spanish, a master's degree in Spanish language literate, and literature and uh, education. And I became a teacher. So I've been teaching since 2004. I taught for four year, uh, five years in New York City school system. And then one year I taught abroad in uh, the Canary Islands, which obviously uh-huh. for, for surfing is off the coast of Morocco. Yeah, right. And, uh, and then for 12 years, I've been here on Long Island, where I live in New York. Now... You mentioned that I began in 2012 with real estate and I did. So as a surfer, I would travel the world and I would look at different surf spots. And I, and I always had an eye and an interest in some sort of real estate. I didn't, even since I was little, you know, I used to, I used to have a little wad of money, everything that I got, all the money that I got from, from, um, you know, doing chores, from selling tomatoes, from uh, lemonade stands, everything. I would roll up and I would keep it in a nice tight wad, and you know, nice. like the broccoli water. Right. And and um and I would say, tell my mom, I'm going to buy a house. I didn't really even know why or what it meant, but that's what I would tell my mom. And since I was little, I had that dream and desire, and I always had the eye, and I was always looking at different properties and different lands, and just conceptualizing what could be done there. So back to 2012, um, I found a a little beach town in Nicaragua um, 
that I fell in love with, and it was, and I, and I had the vision that it was going to become what Costa Rica was 20 years ago and, and become the new Costa Rica. Yeah. And, and so I ended up buying a little piece of land. I, I had many trips down there, bought a little piece of land and, and I developed a small single family house there. And this, it took like three years, literally three years, just to get the title cleared and, and put in my name. And then I built that house and it took another few years to build the house just because of bureaucracy and all the stuff that goes on down there. Right. Um, and then I sold it. I sold it in 2000, right at the end of 2021. So um, that was my first, you know, intro to real estate. And I had been looking at duplexes and, and other things since then, following bigger pockets, you know, listening to podcasts, listening to audio right. books. And by 2019, I hadn't bought anything else. And I, and I said, you know, I, I, was, I was a little afraid. I was apprehensive based on the price uh, of things where I live, you know, trying to follow this, the, uh, the thought process of everybody needs to invest where they, where they live in their backyard. Yeah. You know, for a duplex, Tim, it was, we were looking at 900K. This was in 2019. And I was like, this is just not, there's no cash flow. It's a lot of risk. It's like, what, why am I doing this? So I yeah. stumbled upon uh, Joe Fairless's book, the, the apartment syndication book, which mm -hmm. just sparked a crazy new energy in me. And that was it. That was my, my, my all in, right? So I found um, through Bigger Pockets, I found the Jake and Gino community. I interviewed with Joe Fairless and some other big, big guys as well. I ended up joining the Jake and Gino community in 2019. Uh, a year later, from you know, training and researching and underwriting tons of deals and bidding on deals, ma making offers and talking to net networking with people, talking with different teams, I found a team and we ended up closing on a 194 unit property in uh, Columbus, Ohio. So nice. only one year in, yeah, Tim, that it was wild. And stop me if I, if you know, I'm, I know I'm rambling on here. No, ramble, can... man. You're you're the you're the hit. Let's hear it. I want to hear it <laughs> cool, over, man. over again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what I'll do is I'll lay it all out, and then we'll break it down into the what really goes on, right? The facts, yeah, right? So, so um, we then we 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 did great on that property. It was not easy, you know. There was a lot of challenges, a lot of things that we didn't foresee happening happened, and we ended up selling out of that with an excellent return. Uh, just this past July, we sold it. We got out before uh, you know interest rates got too crazy, and and made you know. A great return for our investors so really excited about that um and then you know but my target market ever since 2019 joining jake and gino was actually central florida more specifically the tampa and the greater tampa msa um and i had made plenty of trips down there as well and i had been focusing exclusively on that market it just so happened that my friends that i was working with and looking at properties with down in tampa uh, had found that property in Columbus. So I ended up joining them for that uh, project. Now, in down in the Tampa uh, MSA, you know, I don't know how much you know about it, but it is crazy competitive. And I- um, <laughs> I'm, in West Palm, I'm in West Palm Beach, so- <laughs> Gotcha, yeah. Very familiar, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I ended up, you know, offering on a lot of deals, uh, missing, but, you know, missing the mark every single one, every single one, getting beat out by so many different people that were bidding on the same deals. And, you know, it under, I underwrote over 500 deals since, you know, 2019, just kind of learning the process, not all, obviously all in central Florida, but I underwrote as much as possible just to get my, my, my licks in. Right. And 
at first I had the same mindset as everybody else that these deals are, you know, they're who would pay this amount? Who can, who, who can afford this? This is, there's no cash flow. There's no, this is, there's no returns on this, but I learned after underwriting all these deals that there is value in a lot of these properties. And that's why these people are willing to pay X amount. I just didn't know what I didn't know at that time. So it took me a good three years to really understand how to underwrite properly, oddly enough. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes it it, it takes, you know, what do you call it? Baptism by fire, right? I mean, you know, you got to get in there and get your hands dirty and then you go, you know what? There is a, there, you know, this is the right way to do it. Even those price points that I was concerned about three years ago or whatever the case may be, um, you know, you, you can validate those price points depending on what market you're in. And it's all about the market, right? I mean, at the end of the day, uh, it, Columbus, Ohio may not have a, a $50 million, you know, uh, to 10, 10 door building, uh, but Tampa has it and you know, you may be able to withstand it and have good cash flow. It's really about the geography. Do you agree with that? I mean, is it I mean, part of your vetting process? Is that, you know, what you look for? Okay, what area and, and what's comparable in the area? And that makes it better in Tampa than, say, it does Columbus. Even though you do deals in Columbus, they just look different than the ones maybe in Tampa. Am I correct? Yeah. And, you know, when coming from the, the world of syndication, we have to sell these to investors. And when you say Tampa, it is a lot sexier than Columbus. However, they're both right. great markets, right? <laughs> but uh, not everybody sees Columbus for the sexy market that Tampa is. Right. One, of them's, one of them's the ocean and one of them's a lake with ice on it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, so talk about the, you know, I, I love talking about the vetting process for, for your deals, right? Um, because I, I'm in, you know, I'm in Florida and everybody knows that who comes on the show generally. And, um, I'm always looking for deals. I, I tend to look for land deals more than, um, you know, multifamilies or anything like that, but still there's a vetting process, right? So, uh, is there a box that you check or, or I always say there's a, a box for everybody, right? You either fit in the box or you check the box, one of the two, um, is, do you have that box? Is that created? You know, it has to fit a certain parameter for you to invest in it? Yeah, totally. Um, so first of all, like my buying criteria is going to be 1970s or preferably 80s or newer, right? I look for concrete block construction, Perfect. which is important down in Florida. Um, yeah. We looked just had proper. a hurricane last night. What do you... <laughs> yeah, or today, right? Isn't it still going on? It's it like a, a windstorm. It, it, yeah, it is. Uh, you know, it hit last night at 1 a.m. I'm in West Palm Beach, so the eye just went just a little bit north. Um, and I'll tell you, a Category 1, and I, I I don't want anybody to ever think I'm downplaying a hurricane. I live in Florida, so it's hard for me to downplay hurricanes, right? But a, a Category 1, we, we could sit out on the lawn, you know, and watch it fly over, and we'd all feel pretty good about it. Because we know we know the realities of 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 what a real storm can do, even a small storm is dangerous though. But yeah, just to answer the question, I didn't mean to get off topic, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's still it's still going up the east coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My partners are down there. We're looking at our properties that we have as well. So we look for seventies or newer uh, concrete block construction, no flood zone, pitched roofs. Uh, you know, these are the, these are the things that we typically look for right away, right? Those are uh, physical, right? Right. And then, you know, we look for in the area, what, what kind of growth is there? Is there, is there a population increase or decrease? 
Uh, we look at the median income. Uh, people need to be able to afford uh, the rents that we're asking. So not that we would necessarily stray, stray away from a C minus or a D class property, but the rents have to be justifiable by what their income is, right? Um, so, so typically a third of their gross income is what we look for in rents. Uh, can they afford that? If, we're, if we check that box and we move forward. And then um, as far as, you know, you, I'm always looking at, at news and seeing what's being built around there. What is, um, you know, what, what kind of businesses are coming in? Are there hospitals? Are there, is, is there, you know, what kind of economic drivers are there? And is there economic diversity, right? Are there multiple right. different employers, not just, you know, we don't want one single economy that's based on like manufacturing or healthcare, right? So we want a variety of different things. That makes sense for sure. So swerving a little bit, you know, in a different direction, not too much though. If, you know, if I, if I came out and visited you and I said, Hey, Nico, meet me in Tampa, you know, show me some of the properties that you're looking at. We decide, Hey, we're going to get, you know, some nice seafood and we're going to sit down and we're going to talk business a little bit. And I whip out the, uh, you know, the old magic wand and I go, Nico, I'm going to do you a favor. I'm going to eradicate one issue that you have on a regular basis in your syndicate deals. What, what would be an issue that, you know, you stumble across maybe on a regular basis? I mean, we all know that's not a flawless business, right? There's, there's an inherent risk. There's work to be done. There's boots on the ground. There's management of what do you find to be that ties up most of your time or your thoughts when you wake up first thing in the morning about uh, your business? That's an awesome question, Tim. I love that. Thorn in my side challenges for me right now, a capital raising. I, I don't, so my, my passion and where I find my energy, my positive energy going towards is meeting and discussing and negotiating with brokers, right? I love finding deals. I love looking at deals. I love analyzing them, seeing their potential, kind of thinking through what they could do, right? Mm -hmm. But I don't necessarily like pitching deals to people. So I end up having to bring on capital raisers. And that's something that, that I struggle with uh, personally. And uh, I, that's just something that I also then have to manage the capital raiser, right? So, there's so right. It's, it's just bringing capital to a deal is a pain in the butt for me. Right. So, and stay with me at the end of the show. I'll give you some ideas on, on how to lessen that, that, that burden. I actually have a magic wand for that. So <laughs> we'll, we'll discuss that a little bit. So tell me about what, uh, you know, we'll put on our prognostication hats, you know, and, and think about the future a little bit. Tell me what does the next, you know, one, three and five years look like for Nico? What, you know, what, what do you see happening and what do you aim to achieve in that time? Yeah. Love the question. It's important to think that way as well, Tim. And, and I appreciate you asking that. So I think about it a lot, you know, and, and, it's changed over the past three years of what I thought was possible and what I realized was more realistic. So today, um, you know, like let's do, let me backtrack for a second. In 2019, sure. I'm going to retire in one year after one deal, right? That doesn't happen. Sure. Um, the majority of the deals that people do, you know, as your first syndication, right? If if you've never done one before, you're not going to be running the deal. And you're not going to have a majority share ownership and equity, right? So, right. The, it's it's very challenging to. Obviously, it happens, but it's very challenging to retire after one deal in one year, right? So, that being said, my expectations have readjusted. Um, so, for the next year, I hope to stack on as many deals as possible. I'm 
hoping for two to three more deals. I'm closing one at the end of this month and I closed one uh, last month. I'm hoping for, so I'm not talking about fiscal year, but one year from today, yeah. we're in November right now. I'm hoping to close two to three more deals, right? This nice. is, yeah. And at the same time, Tim, I'm still teaching. Um, and I am, I am leading these deals. These are, I'm the, the guy on these deals, right? So I'm hoping that two years from now, you know, with this traction that, I, that I'm gaining, I will be able to, you know, retire with half my pension from the school system. This is my goal. Mm -hmm. uh, and then go full-time into real estate, claim real estate professional status and continue to build my portfolio. And hopefully by that time, year three now, we're looking at a refi, right? So right. that's when I can start snowballing and really just start building my career. Nice. Yeah, I think that's a good plan, you know? So I got to know as a avid, as you are an avid surfer and uh, love of surf, I'm, I'm a fan of more of the underwater, the scuba diving, hence living down in West Palm Beach. Where do you know? I'm, I'm going to go personal instead of business, but so when that end game day arrives, it doesn't have to be an end game retirement because most of us in real estate investing don't ever retire, right? Every time you look at a home, piece of land, whatever it might be, you see dollar signs and <laughs> it always gets clicking, you know. But uh, where would that be? I mean, would it be down in Costa Rica? Would it be, you know, uh, where would it be? Where would you like to to, to finish out the last quarter of your life on a surfboard cool man um so i'm gonna live i live in new york and i'm gonna stay in new york now okay. i will and to your point i'm never gonna retire man i'm right. always gonna be doing like i love i love the fact that i can I, it gets me excited to wake up and look at a new property to underwrite yeah. a new property to even look into a new market and just understand what what are the driving factors behind a new market right i just love right. real estate and I'm, i will never retire so right that'll just be the second another port uh, part of my life, another episode of my life, I guess. And what I will do is, I, so I stay here and, I, and I will, I'll live in New York. I have my daughter behind me. I don't know how well you could see. Yeah. But, uh, and I have. Congratulations. A, yeah. Thank you, man. And I have a big family here that I don't want to leave behind. And um, and I surf here. So I, I grew up on the beach here. I live a quarter mile from the beach. And I am also a surfing instructor And I in the summertime. And I, I'm oh, also, cool. yeah, an ocean manager. And I manage a little a small section of the largest special needs camp here on Long Island. Uh, and I teach them and take them surfing. So I'll continue to do that. Fantastic. New York. Yeah. New York will be my home base and I'm going to travel like I was doing in my, my first 10 years of teaching, travel the world uh, and surf that way via well, small vacations. Yeah. I love it, Nico. I mean, that you definitely have that for others mentality. And, you know, I can almost precisely remember the day I woke up and that four others mentality, you know, kind of took over and I realized, you know, chasing the, 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 the goal of others and helping people achieve that uh, was far more important than chasing the dollar. You know, the dollars can come a lot of different ways, but, you know, until you start getting the gratification of, of the four others mentality, uh, some, you know, that, that makes waking up every day really worth the cause. So I love hearing that. Uh, how would someone get in touch with you, Nico? Um, you know, if they were looking to invest or maybe they wanted to chew your ear about, you know, syndication or, or multifamilies, how would they get in touch with you? Yeah, so my website is smallaxcommunities.com. Okay. Uh, that's the best way to find me. However, it's currently down right now, so I got to oh. get that back up. The other way is to just find me on, you know, actually my social media got hacked also. My Instagram got hacked. Oh, man. 
Find me on Facebook. So it's Nico underscore Salgado four, five, six. Got it. Got it. So we're kind of at the point of the show, Nico, where uh, I kind of let you, you know, you're, you're the hit. I'm the DJ spinning the records, you know, that shows you how old I am saying spinning the records, but um, <laughs> you're the hit and, and just take us out with, with some positivity or some thoughts that's on your mind, your soul, whatever you think you need to get out there into the ether um, and, you know, tell us your last thoughts. Beautiful. Uh, so I wanted, I, I recently had a conversation with somebody who was brand new, literally the other night, this is, this is a, a Thursday and this was Monday night, brand new to the space. And, and he was asking for advice. And I said, here is my, my golden advice. And I wish I would have told my, I wish I would have internalized this when I began. Understand that for the next six months to a year, you are in education mode. Enjoy it, it really revel in that education mode and take it in and don't sweat that you're not doing any deals if you're not doing deals. Understand that it, the education is paramount for the first six months to a year and just enjoy it, enjoy the process. Yeah, that's sage advice for sure. Not everybody has that opportunity, right? Nico, thanks so much for being on the show. I really enjoyed it. I definitely want to you know, check in with you the next three, six, nine months, see how things are going. You know, hang tight with me here at the end of the show. We we can go over a couple of things, but I look forward to having you on again. Excellent, Tim. Thank you so much. Thank you, Nico.